Thanks for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around. Providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today. From personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained during another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Real people, real topics, real talk. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. It is Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. I'm so glad to be back on the air. We've been away for quite a few months. You know, we had a, a lot of things that happened. I have my girl in the studio with me, Miss Paula B. I'm going to bring her live in just a few seconds. But I just want to let everybody know. Um, got a lot of feedback. new things next month, but this is just a, a, a special mini session all in the month of December. But let me bring on my girl, Miss Paula B. to the air. Hi, Paula. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Thank you. And well, you my birthday month, too. Your birthday, but not only your birthday month, this is a milestone that we're celebrating for you, right? Do you mind telling the people? No, because I look so freaking fabulous. No, and nobody doesn't believe that I'm going to be that old. Everybody keeps telling me, Black definitely does not crack. I will be 60 years old. So how how old are you? Um, I'll be 60 next month. I mean, not next month. Oh, Lord. And next week. Did you hear me? Sorry. Paula. Yes. Okay, so I had a, a few technical difficulties. You, you were saying, how old are you? I'm 59. I'll be on December 13th. And does not look a day over what? I mean, people people can, can never believe when we're together, people can never believe that you're almost 60 years old. Because you don't care. So you are the you are the true image of sixty. Yes, they tell me that I look no older than they give me like forty five tops. It's tops. Exactly. Especially the way you get it down on the dance floor, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We had we had had the opportunity to go to the the Christmas party last was it last week or two weeks ago for the um, Hampton Rose Black New Year Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you took it. You, you you got your dance on. Absolutely, I, I that's mm-hmm. my ultimate favorite thing to do. I it's love dance. to dance. I'm a great dancer. I love you to dance. Well. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. Well, I, I was telling everybody about December. This is a month of um, just a mini session to to pretty much for myself to um, just get back in contact with our followers to let them know what's coming up. I have a few things that. I personally am doing media-wise for 2020. Um, one of the things is I'm doing um, a video podcast with Shanika Bell, who is the host of um, On Point with Shanika Bell, comes on Thursday. Um, you can check her out on Facebook. We're going to do a show called The Chat with Shanika and Will. 
Um, and then you and I, we have a, a contract with um, ESPTV, Ernest Smith Productions, and we're going to be doing a digital talk show, which is something that I've always wanted to do. I cannot wait to do it with you. Um, what, are you excited about that? I know I am. Oh, my God. I'm, like, over the moon, super excited about it because, you know, I love being in front of the TV, in front of the camera, and we work so well together. I yeah. Mean, but yeah. I, that is our calling. That is our passion. We're good at it, but it's so much fun because we love people, and we love talking about hot topics, and we keep it real and fresh. Yeah. That's you know what I think? To me, I think the the thing that I'm most excited about is our opportunity to actually go out into the community. Like we were trying to plan something for Christmas, going out and doing some some random things with people in the community about Christmas. That was that's really what I'm looking forward to the most. Just spontaneous, fun things that can give us a opportunity, you know, to show show our personalities and let people get to know who we are as people. Really looking forward to that part. Yes, I am really looking forward to that, too, because, you know, as I always say, Hampton Roads is my heartbeat. And the, mm-hmm. people, the, the people of Hampton Roads are so open and welcoming, and it's so much fun to be around, and I love talking to them. Well, you know, I love talking to perfect strangers anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, because I believe, anyway, I, I just love yeah. it. You know, I love making new friends, and you know, giving a, a person the opportunity to tell their story, to tell their truth, um, is important, even if it's like for two seconds. Um, you know, to see them walk away with a smile on their face, because that's what we do. We play the smile, smile on their face and in their heart. It's just right. absolutely amazing. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. So what are you playing for the holidays? Anything? I know a few no, weeks ago, I don't... You, were not, you were not the Paula that I knew because Paula is normally really bubbly, and she was like, "I'm not really feeling the holidays yet," which I have not. But you know, I'm usually by humbug around this time. What, what, what's know. going on with you? What's going on with you? I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I've had some life-changing events in the past. Mm-hmm. I'll say year and a half, and I think like um, Thanksgiving, I decided to been Thanksgiving by myself, and I wanted to go to the movies. I planned out my day accordingly, um, and I did everything that I said I was going to do in the time that I was going to do it, and I had a great time by myself. I, mean, I did get a little lonely there for like one second because, you know, my dad, well, you don't know, my dad passed away on Thanksgiving Day at 4 o'clock. You know, my sister's been gone for about two years now, so yeah. that. That's a very difficult moment, but I did not wallow in that. I just got myself up, did what I had to do. I went to go see Queen and Slim. And for dinner, I had um, smoky bones and a Chick-fil-A salad, which I couldn't finish. And mm-hmm. I did, did some stuff around the house. Next thing I know, it's dark, and it's time for me to get up and go to work the next day. But I really enjoyed myself I, by myself because I have to learn to enjoy me. And yeah. that's my new thing, learning, not making it like I'm so lonely. But I definitely can see how people that are by themselves get very, very depressed and they want to kill themselves during the holiday because you can let yourself fall into that. If, if you want to, you, you definitely could. But I decided to do the exact opposite. I was like, it's only one day. 
I have celebrated Thanksgiving a billion times with lots of people, and sometimes I didn't even have a good time because I was too busy working in the kitchen. I was exhausted. So I am just learning more about me, but I, I really did enjoy myself. You know, Christmas time is a little different because um, normally I go to Connecticut, um, but hopefully I get to spend some time with my babe and we'll see what happens. Right, 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 right. Well, you know what? We're going we're gonna to turn up next week. We haven't really discussed what we're going to do, but it's your weekend, and we're going to have a lot of fun um, celebrating yeah. the big six zero for you. Until then, yeah. it's Things going on. Let's get let's get to talking about what we do best. Things going on um, in the yes. news. First thing I want to talk about is Gabrielle Union. I had actually posted what was it like a couple of weeks ago when they said that she had gotten fired. Um, and you know I've always known them to always switch up um, posts, but I really um, this kind of caught me off guard when I when I was reading like the reasons why she got fired. So, so here goes. So NBC fired Gabrielle Union as well as um, what is the other girl's name from Dancing with the Stars? Um, Julianne uh, Huff. Julianne um, Huff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fired both of them. Um, and it was season 14. The ratings were really high. People were really liking Gabrielle, what she brought through, brought to the show. But, you know, re- reports started to surface that the um, there was a, a toxic racist um, work environment, and especially backstage. Right. And Gabrielle Union basically said, you know, I'm not having it. So she did a lot of reporting during the production of the show. Not afterwards, but during the production of the show, you know, she'd go and she'd be like, this is what's going on, and I want something done about it. NBC or the show producers didn't do anything about it, but rather than, you know, face whatever was going on with the issue, they retaliated by terminating her contract. Mm-hmm. She didn't take it laying down. Neither did her husband. I think her husband was the first one, Dwayne Wade, in case you didn't know, um, was the first person to speak out about it. But I think um, this article that I was reading said that the, I think the final straw was when Jay, Jay Leno was on the show and he made right. a racist joke about Korean restaurants while taping the segment of the show. And Gabrielle Union right. basically went to try to shut it down. She filed a complaint with the producers who basically mm-hmm. dismissed um, but they did exclude it from the episode, the joke. And the net- network also discouraged her against her hairstyle. Now, I went, I watched a couple shows and a couple shows, I was just like, okay, now what is this? Cause I know one time she had like this braided contraption on her head. But you know, that's I guess that's the look she was trying to give. But they actually said uh-huh. that, um, that some of them, some of the viewers Deem some of her hairstyles too black. Um, hmm. Whatever that means. Union also yeah. expressed that there was a white contestant who overstepped while impersonating celebrities of color, of color such as Beyonce. This went on. Everybody was pretty quiet. Gabrielle really hadn't released anything else. But this past week, um, NBC finally issued a statement and they said that we remain committed to ensuring a respectful workplace for all employees and take very seriously any questions about workplace culture, the statement read. We are working with Miss Union through her representatives to hear more about her concerns, following which we following which we will take whatever next steps need to be appropriate. That's what they said. 
Now they're following through with the concerns, but the whole time she was complaining about what was going on. So, of course, she she clapped back. She went to Twitter, and she posted um, uh, – there was a uh, – she shared a post from a journalist about a solid – what a solid apology is. And it, they said it comes in three parts. Number one, you have to sincerely admit wrongdoing directly to the offended party. Number two, be twice as loud correcting your mistakes as you were making the mistake. And number three, lay out steps to correct your behavior in the future. Anything less is just covering your own ass. That's what she said. Um, And I think think it was yesterday, Howard Stern, who I was shocked when I saw this. um, Yeah. You know, he, he didn't waste any time going in on the show's mastermind, Simon Cowell, and he said, you know, he can believe that he he he's the mastermind behind it. He said he sets it up that men stay, no matter how old they are, no matter how fat they are, no matter how ugly they are, no matter how talentless they are, but what he manages to do on all his shows is he constantly replaces the hot chicks with hotter chicks and younger chicks, which is so obvious. I was like, oof. What, you, what do you think is going to come with that? Well, what, when we discussed earlier, I was, you know, I read the articles. Um, I read the article about Howard Stern. You know, Howard Stern, I like Howard Stern because he's very transparent and speaks his mind. I, I love him. He always mm-hmm. tells his truth. But, I, you know, I thought about it, and I was like, they fired her. I know she's probably going to sue them. Uh-huh. But, like, because I, I really was trying to understand what is she trying to get out of it? What is your resolution? What is the resolution that you're looking for? Because you're not going to get that job back. But if you sue them, I'm just a little worried that that's going to label what? her. And is, what is that going to do to her career? She's going to she find herself in the Monique situation, perhaps? Yes, yes. Even though she's probably she she's telling the truth and that probably did happen, but it's just mm-hmm. gonna blackball her from any future endeavors and in the movies, you know, because now they're gonna label her as a troublemaker and she's always gonna pull the race card and they're not gonna wanna deal with that. Right, right, right. Uh, surprisingly she's had a lot of support from Hollywood celebrities like Deborah Messing, um it was a couple, quite a few big names who actually came out yeah. to support her in addition to Howard Stern. So I don't know. I know they were liking it to like the Matt Lauer situation and how basically it's a boys club. Um, I don't know what she wants to get from it. Like you said, she, I'm sure she won't get her job back. I don't even know if she will want her job back. I can't imagine going back to that situation and having to act like you're happy and having to act like you're, you know, a united front. But um, it ain't like she well, really needs to be more weight, so... Mm-hmm. If that were me, if they offered me my job, because now you're saying that you recognize, you're admitting to that was an issue and we were wrong. Let me just go ahead and offer your job back and you help us make the changes. You see what I'm saying? That need to be made and let's work as a team to make it better. You know what I mean? Because let's be a united front because I don't want to do that. Let's show America that we're partnering, we're being partners, you know, to, um, you know, stamp out this racism. Um, I could see that, and if you proposed that, if I were her, and if they proposed it to me that way, I probably would ponder it. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want you to use me as a poster girl, but I probably would ponder the thought. 
not a poster girl, though. You said not right. a poster girl. Exactly. Huh. I don't know. I don't want to be your poster girl, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Are are you are you um are you the type of person to stand up for things that work? Yes. Are you watch it and let somebody else handle it? No, I would I would be the one that would stand up, you know, and say this, thus, and so. But I was always mm-hmm. the one that would be, you would be like, Paula, you go ahead and say it. You go ahead. So I would do it, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody else was too afraid to do it, and I would do it. And sometimes I would get my hand slapped and everybody would just look at me. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. You know, you guys throw me out there, I do it, and then it comes back and it's not favorable and I'm looking like a bad guy. You don't, you don't have the support. People ain't rallying around you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like somewhere in between. I, I definitely observe a situation uh, from from as many angles as I can before I um, – before I open up my mouth, because a lot of times, like you just said, it'll come back to bite you. And the people that you're standing up for, they won't even open their mouth to help you. Uh, no. J- Jay, he, people throw you underneath the bus. Throw you up underneath the bus, right? Right. To and save their own. Will be like a couple of times. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little cautious now. My my other half, my husband Jay, he does not mind standing up for anybody, a stranger on the street, and I have to tell him, mind your business. Um, and you have to learn how to pick, <laughs> you have to learn how to pick your battle. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. okay, he moving on. Yeah. Yes. Mr. What? Billy D. Williams, were you? I don't know if I was shocked by this, but I always, I'm, my 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 little radar went off like years ago when I first saw him. I either thought that he was bisexual or I thought that he was just a really really soft effeminate man because I knew. That smooth, slow voice, something just triggered triggered with me years and years ago. But at 82 this week, Billy D. Williams came out and basically said that he is um, gender fluid, which means fluid. he accepts multiple pronouns. So he refers to himself freely as he, him, himself, as well as she, her, herself. Um, he went on to say he, he got interviewed by Esquire magazine. And he said, I never tried to be anything except myself. I think of myself as a relatively colorful character who doesn't take himself or herself too seriously. Um, he defined gender expression as, um, and you see, I say himself and herself because I also see myself as feminine as well as masculine. Um, I'm a very soft person. I'm not afraid to show that side of myself. So I wanted to ask you a question. A lot of people are coming out different things. You know, it's gender neutral, binary, now it's gender fluid. Why do you think this particular time, why do you think so many people are self-identifying with these these different terms? Do you think this is like just something they're trying to get on board with, you know, some type of movement or this is just like what's popular right now? Or do you think there's finally a name for how people have been feeling? Listen. When I read that, I was like, what the hell is gender fluid, first of all? That's A, right. number one. Right. Number two is that I've always been, you know, men always told me that, you know, every man has a feminine side. They always say that, you know what I mean? Right. Um, because talk, every man talk, that's a masculine man, I'm sorry? 
you know what I'm saying, and we're taught to suppress that feminine side. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there are men that love to cook, love flowers, love to bake, you know what I mean? But just because you love those things doesn't mean that you're gay or, or, you know, it's just that's part of your feminine side. You know, there's some women that are, you know, go to work, love to play football, baseball, you know, that's their masculine side, but that doesn't mean that, you know, that they're gay. So I'm cool with it, but, you know, everybody wants to come out. You know, this is a whole freedom movement, you know, be Mm -hmm. what you want to be, do what you want to do. You know, this is everything is like a a non, no judgment zone. So whatever you want to be, you want to put a name to it, I feel like that I'm going to join that particular party. But, I I mean, at 82, I don't know why he found it necessary to say that, and and still I still don't get it. Are you saying – He's not saying that he's gay. He's just saying no. that he's just in touch with his feminine side, and everybody's making a big deal out of it. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And that you can call him him, he, her, or she. He doesn't mind that. So I don't know. I was I was thinking about it because I always hear like in different posts, and I used to always post things um, um, relating to the LGBT community and I would get, you know, trolls on my page who would say something about stop spreading the quote agenda, the gay agenda and all this kind of thing. So when I when I hear stories like this, um, I don't know if it's just if we're living in a time now where a lot of people feel more safe or feel more comfortable yeah. um coming yeah. forward with who they are feeling, you know, they've been suppressing feelings for so long. If we just finally get into a place where it's not perfect but it's a lot better than it was maybe in his heyday when, you know, everything would have probably been lost if he had shared these type feelings. But um, right. hopefully we're moving in a good direction. What were you going to say? Well, I don't get it. So is he saying that if you refer to me as she, I might see him with acrylic nails or he might, does he feel more comfortable now that he may, we may see him in drag or something? Is What is he saying? No. That's, that's, you know, because he did say he has a soft side, a feminine side. I don't know. Now, I did see a picture, but I think that was Doctor, where he had on lipstick. Because people are always doing stuff like that on the internet. But um, I don't know. I, would be, I, I, I have to say that I would not be shocked if I did see that. But he didn't but say now, anything. Mm-hmm. Right, Billy D. Williams back in the day, I mean, that was the man, that was the high throb. You know, the, exactly. I mean, Billy D. was making women think, fall the hell out. Do you understand me? I right. never thought that Billy D. Williams was that attractive to me. He was just okay. Everybody mm-hmm. thought that I was crazy. I, I just never found him that attractive. Um, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he was smooth and a great dresser, you know, but I know that he was married. I think he had a wife or two because one of his wives were oriental or something but i never now that i really think about it i never saw him with a lot of women you know he's like kind of a recluse as well you know you don't he's really not in a public eye like that except when he was on dancing with the stars and that wasn't a good move but the thing of it is is that i mean if that's what it is and he's 82 years old and this is the last leg of his life why not yeah okay he's the last leg of his life for him Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, he's 82. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Maybe he got. Okay. We'll see. 
Um, and then Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. I really like this guy. Um, yeah, so Gabrielle Union posted a picture of their family on Thanksgiving on Instagram. Um, it was them yeah. on the with their son, um, Zay, who's 12. He had on a crop top and fake nails. So instantly, the people went in. They were like, some of the comments said, nails done in crop top. Where is this child's biological mother? Um, and then remember later on, all those STDs and HIV, all that comes yes, with, that. with this sick, insane mess. So praying that little boy change and be a boy, what you was born as. And then someone said, disgusting and quite frankly sad. Hashtag genocide. So, you know, he, Dwayne Wade decided to stand up for his son. You know, he, some, there was a supportive message. And he clicked, you know, 100% emoji on that. And then he posted, as a parent, my only goal is that my kids feel that I see them, love them, and support them. He tweeted that. And then he also went on to say, um, stupidity is a part of this world we live in. So I get it. But here's the thing. I've been chosen to lead my family, not y'all. So we will continue to be us and support each other with pride, love, and a smile. I was like, how classy is that? That was that was amazing to me. That was amazing. And, and I concur. I, I I think I concur with you. I think that that was an amazing thing. That's that man's family. That's that man's son. Not anybody else's. Y'all not giving him any money whatsoever to raise his family. You know what I'm saying? You don't have a pocket mm-hmm. piston in the window to throw it out of. You know, mind your business because what's going on in your home, you might have somebody, a kid in your house that that's gay. You understand what I'm saying? Or a cousin or somebody. But the thing of it is is that what they do in their house is what they do in their house. It's none of, it's none of anybody's business. That's why everybody gets it all mixed up. Even though you're a celebrity, you know, and you're out there in the public eye, nobody has the right to tell you how you should raise your children or you're doing something right or wrong. You need to check right. your own house first. You need to go go sit down somewhere, have several seats, cross your legs, and have several seats. That's what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think it's great that he's saying that he supports his son, whatever you know, whatever whatever he's going through, he supports his son. And I think that if a lot more parents took that role, you would have less kids trying to commit suicide, less bullying, mm-hmm. because um, the more people that that are seen doing it and their parents or stuff, it'll become normalized. I wish back in the day I had parents who supported it more because I would have been more confident as, a, as an adult. I don't think I'm as confident as I am because I suppressed who I was for so long. So I think, you know, Dwayne Wade at age right now, supporting him, whatever he's going through, and who, who knows, this could be a phase or it could be who he is, but him saying that he supports and sees his child um, right now, I think that was amazing. That's an amazing thing. For but me. that's a better way to do it because when I was faced with that, I, I'm going to be honest. I, you know, and I'm very liberal. You know, I, it was yeah, difficult right. for me. I knew it, but it was it was hard for me to do that. I mean, I took my daughter to the psychiatrist. Just yeah, you know, my, my own self. Yeah, mm-hmm. did I do anything wrong? You know, what, was mm-hmm. I not a good parent? Did I leave her with somebody that? touched her and made, you know, I mean, like a zillion things went. I mean, if I ever had another kid, I would never let him go to any sleepovers because you don't know what the hell is happening. You understand what I'm saying? Ever would I do that. 
But exactly. the thing of it is, is that, I mean, it, it, it is a hard pill to swallow, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But once you decide that, you know, once my my daughter had that breakdown in front of me and I felt so bad because she's like, I want to live my life this way, and she was so miserable. I felt so bad, you know what I mean? I was making her life more complicated because she was trying to live her life to please me and then try to leave this secret life, and it was just too much for her. You know what I mean? And then after a while, I was like, the hell with it. You know, if, you know, if that's what you want to do, you just go ahead and do that. And then I was cool with it after. But, you know, it, it's not you, you know, your kid come home and say, oh, by the way, I'm gay. And it's not yeah. like I need your credit card or can you give me $10. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to be like, okay, cool. What do you want to eat? No, nope, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because you're going to, as a parent, you're going to question yourself. Yeah, right. Like, what did I did I do anything wrong? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But once that. you come, because everybody got to come to grips with it. You see what I'm saying? And then once you do, um, some parents never do. You know, I did, but I, you know, that's something. That's a lifestyle I've been around all my life. Um, mm-hmm. but you never know that would affect you in your home, though. You understand what I'm saying? With one right. of your own children, but once it happens. Um, you'll get through it. You see what I'm yeah. saying? You will, you'll definitely get through it, and then it'll be okay because it'll definitely be okay. Because when I, we were at the Rainbow Cactus, and I love going there, and uh-huh. one of the girls, the girl asked the uh, uh, MC asked her, was she gay, straight, or bi? She said, her. I'll never forget it. Her answer was, I love who I love when I love them. Ooh. That was it. And I, once that girl say that, you know, I love who I love when I love them mm-hmm. and when I'm with them. Ooh, and that t-shirt. was a great answer to me. Huh? I like that. That's a t-shirt. I like that. Yes. I that's never forgot that. Idea. Yeah. I love when yes. I love who I love when I love them. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that was the yeah. best answer I ever heard. And I never forgot anything that's really profound to me. I'll never forget. And I thought that that was an amazing answer to the question. Great. Well, Paula, baby, thank you so much. Yes. I want to show you back next week, right? Absolutely. All right, all right. We're gearing up. We're gearing up for our show, Real Talk, with Will and Paula Real coming. Talk. Yeah, February twenty eighth is when it actually launches on ESP TV. Yeah. Um, but we're excited. We're going to be working for it. We hope we produce some exciting content. Those of you who are in yes. the 757, make sure you get at us. Um, I'll have the contact information for you on next week. But until then, Paula Bates, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love you. Love you too, babe. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That's my boo, Paula B. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're coming back with Miss Rhonda Vera. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is tote. It's exactly like saying totally 
just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is Hello. jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jelly. Uh, As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Amina. Sometimes starting a conversation with a friend about mental health can feel awkward, but your support can make a huge difference. You know your friends best, so if you feel like something's wrong, trust your instinct and reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at seizetheawkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Our exclusive guest today, I'm sorry, is Ms. Rhonda Farrell. She is a lifestyle empowerment expert. She's a visionary and also an inspirational leader who has spent years applying the power and impact of the mind and spirit as crucial in creating personal and professional success. She's going to talk to us tonight um, about how we can stop living a life of default. I love that and begin living the life we desire. You know, our theme for this whole month is we're getting ready to live our absolute best lives in 2020. So she's going to share some very valuable information with us. Please help me welcome to the show, Ms. Rhonda Farrah. Welcome to the show, Rhonda. Thank you so much, Will. It's it's wonderful to be here. Uh, I really appreciate you having me as a guest, and I love the name of your show. Let's face it. And it's a great it's a, a great way to understand how living our best life is going to be in 2020, as long as right. we face some things. So I'm excited to be here with you. Yes, I'm looking forward to learning a lot because I, just looking over the sheet that my assistant gave me, I was like, oh, she's perfect. She's perfect for our, because uh, this is the first show of this new um, mini season. We're actually closing out our show, um, our season with this whole month of shows. We took a hiatus back in April. I got married, did a few other things, and this oh, is we're going to close out the show. Congratulations. Thank you. So you are the first show, and I knew that you were going to be first, um, the best show to kick off. 
So I wonder, you know, how long have you been doing this? Well, let's see. Uh, as a lifestyle empowerment coach, or I prefer to call myself an alchemist, because that mm-hmm. a, a chemist, as we all know, is someone who takes a formula and combines what needs to be combined so that you can achieve the results that you want to achieve. And as a lifestyle and power alchemist, I believe in taking the joy, so all that good stuff in our life, and that not-so-good stuff as well. Some people call it the negative things, the toxic, the unhealthy, the bad, if you will. So let's Mm -hmm. take the good stuff and the not-so-good stuff and understand how that can serve us, how we can become empowered from all of it, not just the positive aspects of it. And that's how, once we combine those and understand how, in fact, it's everything that is serving us, that we do live the life we desire rather than merely a life of default. Right, right. And, I, I, again, I love the name of this show, Let's Face It, because what we need to face, I believe, in my opinion, to live our best life in 2020 is that we call everything forward to ourselves. Our subconscious mind, um, and I'm not going to get technical on you, but we call everything forward, those events, those situations and circumstances that are very joyful, that are very good, and the other stuff that we are disappointed by or that we would categorize as negative or toxic. We need it all to be the very best that we can be, and in turn live the best life, and now a new decade, 2020. And we've got, what, about 28 days left in this year, so it's time to start thinking about that. So, so Rhonda, you're saying that we, most people say, you know, you you have to keep all those negative energies away from you, all those toxic things, you have to get rid of them, you have to cast them out of your mind. You're saying that we need all of that thing, all of that, to, to live our best lives? Absolutely. And you make a really important point because I have heard that as well, that, uh, oh, no, let's just, uh, let's just get rid of that negative stuff. Everything is positive. That negative stuff serves us if we recognize it and if we honor it and see that it does serve us. Because what happens is, is if you take those negative things from the past, and we all have mm-hmm. them, and start mm-hmm. forcing them down and not, not – um, and disregarding them as if they didn't exist, what eventually happens is they will erupt and they will overflow and you'll have all this negative stuff that you have not recognized, let alone dealt with in Mm -hmm. life, um, that will keep you from living that life that you desire. So again, I I put a lot of importance, both are essential. I put a lot of importance on the not so good stuff as well as the really joyful stuff that has happened to us. And the reason we call these things forward, Will, is so that we can learn some lessons and we get to decide what to do about what we have called forward. Elaborate on that some more. What to do with what we what we call forward. What will you break that down a little bit more for me? Okay, sure. So everyone has had things that they've been through in life. Mm -hmm. Again, those successes and what some would call failures and, again, the toxic stuff. 
Right. But to understand what, what have we learned? We've all made decisions that we say, oh, I should have never made that decision. I should have uh-huh. never gotten into that business. I should have never married that person. Okay. Right. I should have never, should have, should have, should have. The point is you called it forward, take responsibility. Let's face that. Uh, take responsibility for that and understand that there was a lesson in that for you to learn and that your yeah. blessings will follow. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. That, that actually alleviates, alleviates a lot of stress and a lot of things that people use or use as an excuse to hold them back. If you will face that, if yeah. face the situation, and like you said, accept responsibility and see, well, what did I learn from this lesson? Because if you're a person of faith, you realize that everything comes into your life for a reason, whether you view it as good or bad. Um, you just have to, to face it and see exactly what did you use from it? What did, what, what did you gain that's, from whatever situation? I got that. I get that now. Okay. That's, that's absolutely correct. And you are, you are so 100% right on. Uh, it, there are no accidents. There is no happenstance. There uh, is no coincidence. In my opinion, again, mm-hmm. we call it forward for reasons that may be not conscious to us, but we do call it forward, and then we get to decide what we want to do with it. Right, right. So you got into, I know one of your passions is wellness and health and health and wellness. Is this something that you've always been interested in, or is there some type of a life circumstance that drew you to this area? Well, um, in a previous life, I was a practicing psychotherapist and making a long story short, decided that it was not my responsibility to affect the changes in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. It is each our inherent responsibility to put forth any change that we want. We can't change anyone or anything else around us. The only thing we can do is change ourselves for the better and then watch and see how everything changes around us. So I became dedicated by understanding that I need to help people help themselves, give them the strategies, the tools to help them help themselves. And I became dedicated to awakening hearts, to awakening minds, and most especially spirit to the innate power that resides within each and every one of us. And it is there, believe me, uh, and we are all, each of us responsible for our experiences, and that's where our power comes in. in that, and in that light, every thought that we think in creating, whatever it is we're creating, will determine our future, will be determine this brand new year, this brand new decade, 2020 right. for us. Right. So then going forward into 2020, we know that everybody's yes. responsible for any change they want to bring into their life. But can you give us some tips, some secrets, on how one can make effective change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how many would you like? I have a large toolbox. Let me, let me choose a few. How's that? Okay. I need a lot of change. I have my pen. I'm taking notes. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some of those tips, uh, some of those secrets, some of those things that people maybe have not heard before. And, as you as you listen and as listeners are hearing what it is that I say, immediately one or two or maybe more of them will resonate with them. And I invite mm-hmm. your listeners to take that which resonates and use it. Try it out. 
try it out between now and the end of the year so that you can wake up fresh to live your best life in 2020. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the the beginning of your day. It's first of all, life in 2020 will be one day at a time. Ever heard that expression? Live in the moment. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. I this okay. This moment that we're having. Go ahead. I find it so hard to do that. Okay. I find well, it very- many of us do. Incidentally, yeah. I'm not. I'm not immune to any of the the stuff that I'm helping clients and audiences move out of their life to get unstuck. I'm not immune Mm -hmm. to any of that either. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and understand, I will never ask a client or an audience to do something that I wouldn't do. So here's some, a couple things you may want to consider to make 2020 the best year ever. Um, This is the way I like to start my day. And it's been very effective for clients as well. So start your day with a question, okay? And the beginning of the day is the best day. You get the greatest life results in the beginning of the day. And the reason you start with a question is that the brain cannot ignore a question. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. when I'm writing or or speaking or uh, otherwise, I will say, ask yourself, and what I'm, when I'm referring to the self is our higher self, our authentic power from within, self with a capital S. And you might right. want to consider starting your day with this question, okay? How do I want to show up today? Mm-hmm. So when no, you I wake said. up and you want to cre- create this powerful morning routine, how do I want to show up today? How do I want to show up in my life today? Who do I want to show up as today? This gives us as individuals the power of choice. We can now choose. We're not in reaction mode. We're in response mode. And we become who we practice being. So that's a great morning uh, exercise to do. And, again, the more, our mornings are the clearest times. Before the phone hits, before we go to the email, do that little practice in the morning. How do I want to show up in my life today? How do I want to treat myself today? How do I want to handle opportunities? How do I want to handle my energy today? How do I want to handle others today? Because this is all living by intention. And we can, even when we fall off track, okay, we can get back on track if we have that intention. So how do I want to handle whatever it is that's going to handle today? This will Mm -hmm. help us to stop playing this small game that many of us often play and realize our authentic power from within and live a little bigger in 2020. Right. I like that one. So that's certainly one one tip. One tip. The power of intention and no reacting. Respond. You get to respond. Um, and, of course, focus is a, is a huge part of all of this, Will. Focus is essential. We are in, you know, times are so uncertain, they're unsettling, whether it's economic, politics, um, or things that are happening within our own personal lives. Even right. through this uncertainty, uncertainty you can become empowered. Because uncertainty is, oh, boy, that's not make, I don't feel real powerful. When I, when I feel uncertain, I feel like I can't make a decision. 
okay? And you can't focus either. But again, even, and, and the other thing is to be able, or at least be open, to getting out of your comfort zone. Comfort zone helps us understand ourselves, okay, and lessons that we call forward. So getting out of our comfort zone serves to empower us. And incidentally, that is where life begins. I can tell you that firsthand. Out of the comfort zone is where life begins. Um, And staying focused as well. If there are so many distractions today, we have we have our own distractions with our challenges, with our struggles. We have distractions that come at us in this digital age that we're uh-huh. in. So focus. Focus is a key. If we are not focused, overwhelm will set in. And we won't have that year that we desire and that we deserve. We deserve the best year ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, it's not only asking yourself questions so that you can stay on intention and you can, in fact, understand what the lessons are that you have called forward to learn. Um, Because when we're not focused, our plans fall short. Our goals, our aspirations, they fall short. And there's like a a miscarry when we have no aim, okay? We have no aim, everything Mm -hmm. is miscarry. Without a port, let me tell you, without a port, without a safe harbor to go to, Will, there is no wind that can accelerate the sail and no right wind if we have no harbor or port. We have no aim, then we really don't know where we're going. So it's most important. And that will, that will under, you will understand real quickly if you're focused and you have an aim that your best and most powerful self through your joys and through your not-so-good stuff will come forward. And your best year, 2020, is just around the corner. So, uh, again, to summarize that, it's important that we realize that there is no failure. The the reason we fall sometimes is so we can get up and learn what not to do. Okay, learn maybe not to fall as hard next time. So all of those burdens, those challenges, those struggles are just as important as the joys as the successes, as everything wonderful that's happened to us. Because those burdens, those challenges, those not-so-good things, um, they let us hit what I call the pause button. And we, mm-hmm. we realize at that point where we are putting our attention gives us a chance to pivot and have those burdens serve us. Right, right. You know, so much of what you just said resonated with me, especially when you were saying that, um, when you don't focus, you become overwhelmed. And I think that's something I can relate to. Um, going back, as I said, I got married in September. And spent a whole uh-huh. bunch of money and, and had, you know, visualized everything that we wanted. And then at the end of the night, we said we missed it all because we were so overwhelmed. We had always said we wanted to be present and enjoy the moment. We did very the opposite. So, you know, we, right. we, we all distractions that could come at us being worried about this or that. You know, we can't even tell you who was at the wedding. What went on? Everybody's telling us they like this part. We were like, that happened? We don't even remember that happened. Mm-hmm. We were so distracted right. by it. Yeah, being, that, I, I think that is something that I definitely want to practice going into 2020 is to be more present and mindful 
Um, and like and you again, said, they absolutely. Yeah. Controlling your focus is by far the cure for any kind of overwhelm. Can I ask you a question? With yeah. because you said you you know you weren't in that moment, and that at the end of the evening, you were. You know, you were maybe a little disappointed that you weren't experiencing the moments that you were experiencing. Can I ask you, what did what did you learn from that? Why do you think that was called forward to you? Ooh, what question. realization happened? Control. Is that possible? Okay. I, I, I told myself to, you were trying to control everything when you had people hired for that. So in Right. And, and to relinquish that control to the other people to go ahead and delegate mm-hmm. responsibilities. Yes. I could enjoy what people were saying to me who were there, who were supporting me because I was distracted. I was, yes. you know, trying to control everything that was going on. That's what I learned. Okay. And now that, and how will that serve you in the future? It, how will that already- serve you in 2020? Okay. Talk, talk to me just a little bit about that so that okay. listeners can hear that this is true, that it does. What she's saying is true. Yes, it can serve us. Right. Because normally you, I know you've been speaking with Carmen a lot um, in booking. Normally what would happen yes. is I would probably contact you to follow up what she had already said. But I relinquished her. She's okay. been with me for years. I know that she, she, she's good at what she does. And I, it took it took some push. It did take some push and control to just let her do her thing, and and it gave me time to do research on you and prepare for the unit, uh, prepare for okay. our interview tonight because I didn't have to do double duty that she was doing and mine. So you know, right? It was it took some, uh-huh. it took some, and I had I wanted to so badly because I was like, well, suppose this happened and suppose that happened, but I did. I didn't you know I didn't call you. I didn't reach out to you. Um, and I just relinquished that control to her in her lane. Right. So you did something that was out of your comfort zone, plain and simple. Very, you very relinquished much. control. Okay. Very much so. And yes. and it's it served you. It sounds like it served you because it doesn't sound like you'd go back and do it over again. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Wow. Um, and you know, you asked me for some tips, etc., mm-hmm. to make. 2020, our best year ever. And mm-hmm. again, it's it's a personal thing with respect to how, will it be the best year 2020? If we decide it will, then it will. Okay, so um, if I had to name three things to do constantly in pursuit of living the life we dream of, living the life that we desire, however big or small, because the life that we desire is different for everyone. It's not necessarily uh, as the success that one person wants. It has may have more value if the time that they spend with their family, if the time that they spend on their own personal growth, the, the time that they spend in service to others. So mm-hmm. – <clears throat> The life we desire is very specific and very personal to each and every one of us. And I would say one of the most important elements is to be aware. Okay. And again, keep your feedback. Keep your, excuse me, your, your awareness on the feedback 
you are getting from life. So mm-hmm. you are aware that something is not working out. Don't just bottle up the feedback. Understand that it's happening to you for a reason. Life is telling each and every one of us something every day. Do this. Right. Don't do that. Think about this. Try me. Forget that. We living. We are living in a world that seemingly encourages us to encourages us to live on autopilot. However, living a life we desire means that we listen and we make divine right choices and we take inspired action, and that will go a long way. Our awareness and not just shoving things aside. Um, bottling them up, okay? Mm-hmm. Keep, that will keep us stuck. That's the only thing that will keep us from living the life that we desire. Well, one thing certainly is to not give those, that awareness the importance that it deserves. And mm-hmm. another thing would be commitment. So mm-hmm. commit to finding out why things aren't working, okay? Or sometimes it's not even the why, okay? Just that they're not working. So, again, go back to the question. What would it take for this to work? What road would I need to take versus the road I've been taking? What action is really inspired action? And and make a commitment to yourself that you will commit to finding that road, taking that inspired action. Because nothing fruitful stems from inaction. We cannot just sit around waiting for something to happen, and then blaming whoever it is that we blame, others. Uh, some people blame God <laughs> why things aren't happening the way they should because we have not taken inspired action. And finally, I think um, the element of trust is essential. So trust that making changes to whatever situations you have in your life now you're facing will ultimately bring about the best results, okay? And sure, you may have to go through a bit of discomfort during uh-huh. the change and some unlikely or unwanted outcomes. But in the end, you will triumph. And I want to say that again, not just triumph. In the end, you will be, you will be blessed. Uh-huh. Oh, most people never, they quit. They quit before their blessing shows up, and they never uh-huh. receive their blessing. It was there. It was there. It was coming. So to persist and to persevere, but to also to look at the other alternatives that you have, become aware of what else is in your path because you are that authentic, that powerful self. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this question. Um, Going for bringing sounds like uh, I had another guest who was talking about energy and the law of yes. attraction. Do, do, have you yes. read the book Secret before? Oh, yes. I read the book The Secret and um, what do you think I about agree it? with it. You agree well, with I it? agree with it, but, I, I, but the biggest secret as far as I'm concerned is that what I call our authentic power from within. And that power begins in our heart. So it's not just a mindset, it's a heart set. Heart set. When we have an emotion, that begins in the heart. 
So ask mm-hmm. yourself again, here's another question. Are you operating from fear and doubt or are you operating from power, your authentic power from within? Are you operating from limiting beliefs and ending up in fear and doubt? Or are you operating from focus, from taking inspired action? Because the emotion to be bold and courageous versus being fearful and in doubt, that emotion Mm -hmm. will produce certain thoughts. And those thoughts will create for you your external world. So the emotion, the heart, Set creates the mindset, which produces thoughts, which will produce your external world. So when people act from fear and doubt, and there are lots of reasons to be fear and doubtful in the unsettling times that we have, um, our results will not be as positive. They will not be as desirable as we'd like. And that's called living in reaction versus in respond mode, as we talked about earlier. Right. So then if everything starts in the heart, so if you're a person who, let's say, is struggling with not feeling good enough, let's say that because there are a lot of reasons right. okay. for to feel uh-huh. that way. Um, what, is, what are they supposed to do if everything starts with in the heart? They have to do the work to do what? What's their first, their first task? Okay. Well, the work is very important. It's called the inside job. All right. Mm-hmm. It begins within us in order to achieve what it is that we want. So mm-hmm. some people that I say, well, what do you want? And they say, well, I don't really know. Or I want a relationship that's not as bad as the one I just ended. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, not as bad. So what do you think you deserve? I see what you're getting at. You're not enough. Okay. The realization that each of us is not only enough, but we are important. And what we say, what we do matters each mm-hmm. and every day. When we can understand that for ourselves, then everyone and everything around us will change. will change for the better, and we will receive our blessings. So <clears throat> when you ask me about the secret. The secret is, and I'm no stranger to affirmations, um, but you could say a hundred trillion billion affirmations in front of the mirror every day. But if in your heart you feel that you are not enough, mm-hmm. if you don't love yourself, then those affirmations are as good as falling on deaf ears. Right. The heart the set is extremely, extremely important. So where I think it's a great book. I saw the, the video of The Secret. I think Rhonda Byrne is great. She's a great author, and she's written other books. Um, but, again, we must do the work. Right. And I don't think that was stressed enough. And I don't think it's stressed enough today. How many people buy self-help books, take uh, courses? Mm-hmm. attend masterminds, attend workshops and retreats and seminars. The mm-hmm. point is, you can have all that disposal, but if you're not doing the work from right. the inside, then you will not achieve the results that you desire. Right. And no one can no. do it for you. Sorry exactly. to say, no one can do it for you. I know. I know sometimes you look at the situation, you see the work that has to be done, 
some things that you have to face, um, some fears you have to face, and sometimes you're like, you know, it's just too much work. And I think that's why some people you right. know, just follow through. Like you said, they invest in courses, books, and webinars, and then it's the work. They don't, they're not willing to do the work. But let me ask you this question. You, when you say, ask yourself, is your tail wagging? What does Rhonda mean by that? Yes. Oh, I love that. Is your tail wagging? Okay. For those of us who are dog lovers, um, mm-hmm. when a dog's tail is wagging, is that dog happy? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. I would say, yeah. You know, tail's not between their legs. That tail is wagging. It's 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 how a dog smiles, as I put it. It's a, The dog is so happy, is so joyful that the tail is wagging. So ask yourself as we embark on this new decade, not just a new year, this is a new decade. What is it that makes my tail wag? Ask yourself, what is it that makes my tail wag? In in there are lots of areas that you can go to. I there are seven areas of life. Okay. And you could ask yourself that question, what makes my tail wag? Well seven areas that, that I've documented. Ask mm-hmm. yourself what makes my tail wag, okay, financially, what makes my tail wag career-wise, what makes my tail wag when it comes to my family and my free time, what makes my tail wag when it comes to my health, my appearance, what makes my tail wag when it comes to my relationships, romantic and otherwise, what makes my tail wag when it comes to my own personal growth and what I want as a spiritual right. being, not simply an earthling. And what makes my tail wag when it comes to making a difference in life? Seven areas. What makes your tail wag? Like, you know, break them down. Yeah. It's not, it, it's again, we're looking at the big picture and we want to live big in 2020. We want to live mm-hmm. at least a little bigger than we did. Okay. No in the last decade. Right, right. Exactly. Right. Okay. But there's a way to do that in bite-sized pieces. What is it that makes your tail wag? When we don't do what makes our tail wag, it's we're not living the life that we desire. We're living a life based on what other people want for us. Right. Well, how it makes other people's tails wag. Okay. And that's that's what happens with us since you know we were small children. It mm-hmm. made. Our parents' tail wag. <laughs> we went to school, well, we, we got a college education, went on to graduate school, and everything else. Right, exactly. Wow. Thank you for sharing so much information. How can our guests follow you, get in contact with you, work with you? What's some contact information? Well, uh, I invite people to email me if they'd like at Rhonda at helpmerondanow.com. My website is helpmerondanow.com. I am on Facebook, uh, Rhonda M. Farah. And my company page is Help Me Rhonda Now, of course. And the same for Twitter, Instagram, and uh, LinkedIn. Help Me Rhonda Now. And I would love to hear from your listeners. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this information. I feel a little bit more prepared for 2020 now, so I'm excited. Yeah, and you know, in closing, I think understand that each day for each and every one of us brings a new awareness. Yeah. But are we listening? Are we listening? 
So I invite listeners to listen and go to that heart space and take inspired action and make 2020 your best year ever. And in the meantime, have a magnificent day every day. Exactly. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and hope you'll come back on. I will, Will. Thank you. Thank you for having me as your guest. I love the subject. I love the name of your show. Um, And let's all do that together. Exactly. Exactly. Have a good evening. Thank you, dear. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back. Imagine being fired because of who you love. Imagine being denied medical treatment because of who you marry. Imagine being evicted because of who you are. Millions of Americans don't have to imagine this. They have to live it. Because in 30 states, it's legal to discriminate against LGBT people. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen. High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. So we had a good first show, Living Our Best Life in 2020. I want to thank my guest, Miss Paula B., for coming on and chatting with me. We'll see some more of her, talk to her some more um, in the next three shows this month. And then we're going to gear up for um, taping our new video series, Video Talk Show. We'll talk with Will and Paula, as well as in January, we'll be giving you the information for the chat with Will and Angelica. Um, both promise to be very exciting, interactive ways that you can um, share your feelings and catch up on what's going on in the world. I also want to thank my future guest, Ms. Rhonda Farah, for sharing that information on you know, how we can go into 2020 with the federal policy. Um, next week, we have Ms. Deborah Cooper, who's going to talk about surviving dating in 2020 and beyond. So until then, everybody, I want you to have a blessed long week. And I'll talk to you. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's show. I hope you get a chance during the week to visit our site at livewithwill.com for up-to-date show information, including exclusive opportunities and exciting upcoming interviews. Be sure to tune in next week, same place, same time, for another informative show of real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it, 